I have used a lot of commerce platforms in the past. By far, the most robust is Shopify. No matter how complex your business needs and no matter how large your business grows, Shopify can handle it. And they do handle it for brands like Rothy's, Ruggable, Allbirds, Knox, Magnolia, Brooklinen, Glossier, and Cotton, to name a few. You may already use another e-commerce platform and you may be super unhappy with it, but you've already put a lot of work into it and migrating to Shopify could seem impossible. But I'm here to tell you that it is quite easy. When I migrated to Shopify back in 2022, their apps and tools meant I just had to make a few clicks and everything was ported over as if by magic. Shopify also lets you design your storefront however you like, which from personal experience I know isn't the case for many other commerce platforms out there. All these features and all this control can result in more sales more often. So stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify today, and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their businesses. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial at shopify.com forward slash practical, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com forward slash practical, shopify.com forward slash practical. Good morning, Prakaptan. Welcome back to Practical Stoicism. I'm your host, Tanner Campbell. And before we start today, I have a new book coming out, and I'm not talking about the one I'm writing with Kai. This one is different. If you'd like to be made aware of when it will be available, and that will be very soon, please go to book.stoicismpod.com and sign up to be alerted the moment it's available. I am keeping further details under wraps until the book is live and available for purchase. That link, again, is in the show notes. Today is Tuesday, so that means we're diving into one of Seneca's letters. This one is number 61 and reads as follows. Let us cease to desire that which we have been desiring. I, at least, am doing this. In my old age, I have ceased to desire what I desired when I was a boy. To this single end, my days and nights are past. This is my task this the object of my thoughts, to put an end to my chronic ills. I am endeavoring to live every day as if it were a complete life. I do not indeed snatch it up as if it were my last. I do regard it, however, as if it might be my last. The present letter is written to you with this in mind, as if death were about to call me away in the very act of writing it. I am ready to depart, and I shall enjoy life just because I am not over-anxious as to the future date of my departure. Before I became old, I tried to live well. Now that I am old, I shall try to die well. But dying means dying gladly. See to it that you never do anything unwillingly. That which is bound to be a necessity if you rebel is not a necessity if you desire it. This is what I mean. He who takes his orders gladly escapes the bitterest part of servitude, doing what one does not want to do. The man who does something under orders is not unhappy. He is unhappy who does something against his will. Let us therefore so set our minds in order that we may desire whatever is demanded of us by circumstances, and above all, that we may reflect upon our end without sadness. We must make ready for death before we make ready for life. Life is well enough furnished, but we are too greedy with regard to its furnishings. 
something always seems to us lacking, and will always seem lacking. To have lived long enough depends neither upon our years nor upon our days, but upon our minds. I have lived, my dear friend Lucilius, long enough. I have had my fill. I await death. There's a part in the New Testament that goes, When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Given that the New Testament was written between 50 and 100 AD and Seneca died in 65 AD, one has to wonder what parts of the New Testament text were influenced by Stoicism, if not perhaps by Seneca himself. For Seneca is saying the same thing in his opening line of this letter. He's saying that we must stop thinking and desiring in the ways we used to, not necessarily as children, but as the people we were before we stepped onto the Stoic path and began working to become better versions of ourselves. This new goal consumes all of Seneca's thoughts, and it's no wonder, as there are plenty of concessions Seneca had to make as both tutor and advisor to the tyrannical emperor Nero. No doubt he was constantly reminded of how he wasn't as good as he could be. We have to think the same way as Seneca does here. We have to focus as completely as we can on becoming good, on becoming virtuous, for it will take all of our might and focus. A way to ensure that we are ever focused on this goal is to be prepared for death always, not in a morbid way, but in a, I realize I may die at any moment, and so I must ensure that my efforts are satisfactory so that I don't regret not having worked harder to progress before my death kind of way. Is this the origin of the Latin momento mori? Probably not though the origin of that phrase is somewhat debated, but it definitely seems in line with this popular Stoic saying. Seneca is asking us also to contemplate how we might die well. To help us get into that frame of mind, he's suggesting we practice wanting to do whatever we are compelled by fate or others to do, for the greatest frustration that comes from being compelled is wishing you weren't being compelled. If you could train yourself to want to do what is asked or demanded of you, by fate or others, then you would cease to see those demands as problematic or obnoxious, and you would view them instead simply as things to do. This is a shadow cast by another Latin Stoic saying, Amor Fati, love your fate. Seneca wants us to love the process, all of it, even death and asks us not to look at it as an obnoxious burden laid upon our shoulders by a cruel fate. How do you currently deal with thoughts of your own death? How do you love your fate? Where do you struggle to do as Seneca is suggesting you do? Ask yourself these questions today, and if you're so inclined, pop into our free listener Discord community and share your thoughts in the episode follow-up channel. If you're not already a member of that community, you can join for free at stoicismpod.com forward slash discord, or you can check the description of this episode for a link. Thank you for listening today. I hope you got something out of it. And until next time, accept your fate and take care. Mm-hmm.